This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Welcome back to the Freedom Hub. We're joined by our friend Charles Cook. He is the editor of National Review Online. He is at Charles C.W. Cook with an E at the end on Twitter. The one only Charles. Good to have you, sir. Thank you for having me. Let's just sort of start it with how are you feeling about the election right now, Charles? What what are your thoughts on all this stuff that's going on? I think a lot of it's in the balance. I don't think the presidential election is in the balance. Uh, I think the Senate is. In fact, the Real Clear Politics average today shows the Democrats picking up only two seats, which would be nothing short of a miracle. I don't think the House is going to go to the left either. So it could well be that we have a Democratic president and a Republican Congress, once again, in a sense, nothing would have changed. So you largely discount uh, the idea that the polls are either not reflective or the polls are skewed in some way, either intentionally or not. You think this is now, um, I think I think your colleague Kevin Williamson said that Trump winning could now be considered a black swan event, which means not impossible, but just really unlikely. You're in the really unlikely category. I think it's really unlikely. It's possible that there is a uh, a slight uh, underrepresentation of the Trump vote within the polls. Certainly not deliberately, uh, but they could be uh, missing something. But I can't see how that would translate into an electoral college victory for Trump. Uh, if I am wrong, I will come on your radio show and say <laughs> mea culpa. Yeah, of course, uh, but it just seems unlikely at this point. Now, National Review came out uh, a while, I forget how many months it was ago, with, with Never Trump. Um, and a lot, a lot of your writers have been uh, firmly Never Trump, openly Never Trump for, for quite a long time. If he loses, what is the plan uh, for, what, what is the plan in your mind, or should be the plan, a better way to put it, for conservatism in the face of a Hillary presidency? Sort of how, how do we rally the troops, so to speak? Not like grab the muskets as some one congressman tweeted yesterday i was like what is he doing how do we rally the troops metaphorically speaking of conservatism well i think that part will be easy coalitions tend to be forged in opposition Hillary clinton quite quickly is going to put forward some policy proposals and probably some appointment proposals that will be uh, opposed by both uh, never trump conservatives and by pro-Trump conservatives and by those in the middle. Uh, and it would behoove none of those groups to side with Hillary out of spite. I can't see that happening. Uh, where I think it will be more difficult going forward is working out what the party is for, <clears throat> what the conservative movement 
uh, is for indeed. Uh, there are obviously differences on trade, uh, on immigration, uh, on economics and entitlements, uh, and uh, those will come to the fore, especially as uh, the House of Representatives, if it stays Republican, and the Senate uh, try to send bills to Hillary's desk. But I think in the immediate term, uh, the opposition to Hillary is likely to be unified because whatever those differences uh, might be proactively, uh, she does represent an ideology that is opposed uh, by all facets of the conservative movement. Do you think that there is an opportunity to, or or, or let let me rephrase this, Um, some talk about a purge within conservatism, and and not in terms of of voters, but in terms of the sort of opinion makers, writers, pundits, and, and all the rest um, who seem to maybe have been overly opportunistic in their support of Trump. Um, is it your opinion that we should sort of, that everyone should skip the I told you so's and the who's to blame and just try to rally the opposition to Hillary on ideological grounds? Or do you think some cleansing of the movement, so to speak, is necessary? Well, I think we have to distinguish here, and you did so yourself. I am not as a rule, in favor of purges or cleansing. Those are uh, ugly words. Uh, And I think that where differences have been honestly arrived at and honestly explicated, trying to work through them and to to achieve some form of reconciliation will be imperative. Uh, I have said over and over again, uh, whatever I might be accused of, uh, that my Beef is not with Trump's voters, at least not most of them. There is an unpleasant fringe in the alt-right. Uh, uh, it is with Trump, uh, and that I'm quite happy to debate those who disagree with me. I think it's important. Uh, there are, however, those who have backed Trump, I think, uh, through sheer expedience, and not only backed him uh, expediently, uh, but gone back on everything they seemed to believe in before. I'm thinking of Sean Hannity. I'm thinking of Laura Ingraham. These were enforcers. These were ideological bouncers, essentially. If anybody stepped remotely out of line, these figures would say they were a rhino or a squish, and yet they've explained away routinely all of Trump's uh, apostasies uh, and now have gone so far as to try to excommunicate uh, those who dislike Trump. I think there has to be a reckoning for those people, uh, not for the voters, uh, but for the opportunists in the media uh, who uh, not only broke faith with their listeners, in my view, uh, but with their own consciences. What do you think about the uh, both the way that the media is treating the WikiLeaks revelations? I, I, I feel like it, it's amusing to watch them try to pretend that that this is, you know, that, that gentlemen don't read other gentlemen's mail is, is, sort of their, is their newfound attitude about this. They don't really want to talk about it. And also, is there anything in these revelations, in these emails that you find remotely surprising about the Clinton, the, the sort of Clinton camp or Hillary herself? Well, I think they do demonstrate the scale of the corruption. Uh, Hillary Clinton is not business as usual. What I find far more distasteful than the media wrangling with whether or not to look into uh, the WikiLeaks revelations. It's not just the media. Marco Rubio has suggested that this is a tricky moral question. I think he's right. What I find far more uh, distasteful uh, is the media's pretense that uh, because Donald Trump 
uh, is somewhat outré, that Hillary Clinton must be normal. Uh, there is this attempt out there to cast the election of Hillary Clinton as somehow standard, uh, as somehow business as usual. And it's not. I can't think of a presidential candidate in the last half century who has been so obviously corrupt, who has been so obviously uh, dishonest. Now, if one's view is that Donald Trump is so bad that one has to vote for Hillary Clinton or the other way around, that's absolutely fine. I respect that. But let's not whitewash what we're dealing with here. Uh, and we know now what we're dealing with, not only because uh, of the email scandal that has been a slow drip, drip, drip onto Hillary's forehead now for a year and a half, uh, but because she has and her advisors have uh, been outed as the duplicitous charlatans that they are. Uh, and I hope that once the election is over, if indeed Hillary Clinton wins, uh, that the press will treat her uh, with the suspicion that she so obviously deserves. I'm not convinced they will. Do you think that she has been, if she wins, uh, hobbled politically, meaning that there's going to be the, the opposition? I mean, there was clearly a honeymoon when President Obama came into office, whether people wanted there to be or not. There was, OK, this this uh, charming, uh, charismatic uh, individual, first black president. He comes into office and y you couldn't sort of day one. Oh, my gosh, he's terrible. I mean, some people try, but it wasn't effective. Right. It wasn't effective to say within Obama's first month in office that, you know, he's he's uh, any any number of things one could critique him on later. I feel like with Hillary, she comes into that office and she drags with her all of this. Not not just baggage, but very obvious uh, deficiencies. And I think people can start hitting them right away. So is there some chance that maybe she, just for the purposes of functioning, has to extend some sort of uh, olive branch to the Republicans, assuming they hold the Senate of the House? Or do you think she just digs in and we get you know four years of political trench warfare? That's a fascinating question, and I don't know the answer. To your first question, yes, I do think she will come in hobbling. And I do think it's going to matter. Uh, it's not just that she is so obviously corrupt. And it's not just that she is so widely disliked. Uh, it's that it is almost impossible for her and her acolytes to make the case that she was elected rather than that she was the default option. Whereas with Barack Obama, he won. He won very well in 2008, and he won convincingly in 2012. Nobody in their right mind thought that Barack Obama had been chosen as the default I mean, fair play, he won the election. I wish he hadn't won either of them, but he did. Hillary, on the other hand, I think would have lost to almost any Republican. Uh, she's extraordinarily weak, uh, and she is going to, if indeed she wins, uh, because the other choice was unpalatable, not because people particularly liked her or agreed with her or were even interested in what she had to say. And that is, of course, going to hobble her. Now, how she behaves is an open question, does she? try to cut a deal? Does she become especially hawkish on foreign policies, try to placate some conservatives? Uh, does she uh, retreat into the arms of her base, uh, as Obama seems to have done? I, I really don't know. I think one of the reasons that we can't know is that Hillary Clinton is, as somebody put it amusingly recently, ideologically promiscuous. She doesn't seem to have much of a North Star. Uh, what she does will almost certainly be dictated by events rather than by uh, convictions. It seems that if one looks into her past, she was, back when she was writing uh, sort of sweet nothings to uh, Saul Alinsky, and she, she was an ideologue of the left, but over the course of her career, 
actually just became a, a sort of classic corrupt Croteus politician in the transactional third world autocrat kind of sense of things and, and and left behind much of the ideology that it feels like when she was younger and and uh, before she had been first lady was clearly animating a lot of her career. I think yes and no on that. Uh, in some ways, she is a, a left-wing extremist, certainly on the question of, say, abortion, she is. Uh, but you have to remember, this is somebody who was a Goldwater fan, somebody who did not have um, much even knowledge of what progressive thought um, before she was a teenager. Uh, and she slowly moved over to the Democratic Party in the late 1960s. Then she drifted. She was with her husband, it seems, on the, the third way, the Democratic Leadership Council. If you read interviews with her in the early 1990s, she says interesting things. She says, for example, that if she could expand Medicaid, she would be happy getting rid of a lot of the existing welfare system, not something you would hear a Democrat say now. Um, I wonder uh, whether she is a, a, an interesting mix or whether she really uh, is something of a cushion that takes the, the impression of the last person uh, who sat on her, so to speak. So uh, I, I don't know, Buck. I don't know. Uh, one thing I do know is this. Um, the the uh, North Star for Hillary Clinton, and indeed for her husband, uh, is a mirror. Uh, and uh, she will uh, do whatever it takes, whatever she thinks it will take, uh, to win in 2020. And that's why I say I think events are going to determine how she behaves far more than any ideology. Charles Cook is editor of National Review Online. You can follow him on Twitter at Charles C.W. Cook. Charles, always great to have you, sir. Thank you for giving us some time. Ah, thank you so much. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.